Hey guys, welcome back to another Horror One and Crime. And we are traveling in a new location. Okay, I did the traveling. Loaded the traveling. We jumped uh, from recording in her bed to now we're recording in my bed. So we're switching it up. We're bed hopping. We're bed hopping, baby. <laughs> we should have called this podcast like... I don't know, something to do with beds, because <laughs> we always record in a bed. Yeah, but in the beginning, we didn't. I know. We were a little more professional, but now we're getting cozy with it. We're getting more comfortable, and I love that for us, to be honest. And also, side note, our boys are play dating, so... Right. They're out there playing video games, um, and we're in bed together talking <laughs> about murder. <laughs> so and Drinking wine. And drinking wine. Cheers, uh, Lori, uh, Lo brought over some Stella Rose pink. Yes. Yes. I was like, I think it's the pink one. I mean, the color's pink, but I didn't know if it was called pink. I like it. It's very good. It's like very typical, refreshing Moscato type wine, so. On brand for us. Very on brand. Um, we have a very, um, oh my gosh, we have a special guest. And it just occurred to me. So the special guest, by the way, is my teddy bear on my bed, <laughs> just so everybody knows. Um, but he doesn't have a name, but I just thought I should name him Dax. So we have we have Dax here with us. Aw, that'd be such an honor for him, I bet you. I know. And I could see him totally sporting the scarf for real. For real, he totally could. He's got the shaggy, like, blondish hair, just like Dax kind of has. Well, Dax's hair hasn't really been shaggy. It's more, like spiky slicked up a little bit more so lately this is kind of like old-timey Dax throwback Dax like uh without a paddle Dax yes yes this is without a we'll paddle a Dax biker jacket for him mm-hmm. yeah definitely um so yeah Dax is here with us if only it was the real one but you know we'll take this one as well <laughs> Now, Lo was catching me up a little bit beforehand, but she'll catch you guys up, too, with all this Haley okay. Bieber, Selena I, Gomez drama. Sorry, I'm obsessed. I don't know why. Um, I am continuing to watch the last of Only Murderers in the building, so that's probably why, because I'm watching my girl. Yeah, you're ahead of me. I'm far behind you. Um, but I was just... My snap news, man, it keeps me in it. I can't help it. Your snap news does give you all the all <laughs> the me gossip. Late for going to bed, <laughs> I get caught up in it. Down a rabbit hole, man. But so I was working yesterday, and one came on, and one TikToker said that um, she thought that like she pissed off Haley because she was, you know, going kind of like on a a Selena defense and then she noticed like any of her TikToks that mentioned Selena in it or dog Haley in it like this one was coming to her, her defense of Haley's and there's no picture and then all of a sudden she started noticing it like on other people's TikToks and then like this other guy's video he was saying the same thing like um, anytime Selena's name or Haley's name is brought up, all these, like, defense were popping up so quick of defending Haley. 
And they're like, oh, my God, she freaking hired bots. He's like, there's no possible way that she could be defending herself against all these random people all over the world that fast, like noticing them all. Right. So they're thinking her team hired bots to put positive, I guess, I don't know, protect Haley's name. I mean, that makes total sense because, like, she, like, it would be physically impossible for her to respond. She would have to be glued to her computer slash phone, probably both, to keep up with everything. Just, like, constantly. Unless you're a high-profile person, like, like, you have, like, millions of followers. Like, so what would the odds be that if I logged on to TikTok and started trash and Haley Bieber that she's actually gonna see it right yeah exactly like I don't have that many followers yeah yeah you would think it would just be like the verified accounts or whatever Ursula I don't know it's just weird so that was just the another thing that they were and they were going on to say they were talking about how like the genders are no genders the genders the genders (laughs) genders are no longer allowed to have contact with her like Kylie and Kendall, Chris was like, uh-uh, nope, it's done, it's over. And they said that they were at a party. I don't know if it was the Oscars or it was some kind of awards. I don't know what it was. Yeah. And um, not only did Justin go in the back, she went in the front. Um, they said paparazzi were taking pictures of everybody and then she walked up and she got a couple flashes but even they stopped the cameras so she was really no standing way. there like alone alone wow and then they said like and then kylie and kendall were like over here doing whatever and they after like you didn't they didn't even know her like it was like that cold yeah and uh they were just kind of talking about it and they were saying like how chris has to protect her brand and with them losing already a million followers that one day, like, Chris went on, like, a, are you effing kidding me? Like, Yeah. I can only imagine Chris's reaction to them losing a million followers. She probably fainted. Like, she probably, like, fainted and then woke up and drank five martinis. You know what I mean? Like, she probably was livid. So I could totally see her being, like, stay away from that girl. Yeah, and then they're saying just the fact that Justin hasn't spoke out about any of it. He's just kind of... Right. Did you see his Instagram post, though? He posted a picture of him and Haley laying together on, on like, a boat or something. And he said, like, love you or love my wife or something like that. I said she probably hacked it. (laughs) Did it. (laughs) He probably was like, can you please post something? I mean, I do feel sort of bad for her. Because, like, everybody's calming after her and it's, like, not that big of a deal well i I, like she didn't murder somebody i feel bad if she feels isolated or maybe she needs a little bit of help probably i'm sure with like the world coming after you saying horrible things nonstop. i do feel like this is kind of like you reap what you sow type thing like you're being a bully and right now the world hates bullies yeah so many people are trying to advocate don't bully be kind I mean, so much shit's going on. They got, you know, school shootings and people are getting shot at, you know, parades and people are getting attacked for being gay or transgender or black or white or anything. Yeah. And I think just the bullying 
right now is just, I don't know, it's ugly. And I don't know how it got so bad, but it's just, and it's crazy because she's, she's not even after Justin. She broke up with him. She left him. And now they're just talking about like how he, one of his friends came out in a post or whatever and said, said something about how Justin proposed to Selena three times and she said no. I had did hear that also. And then he proposed went back to Haley. Yeah. And proposed to her and was like, Oh, I guess I'll take what I can get or it something. It was like, like two that. it was like two or three months later too that he proposed to her. So they kinda of brought that up. And yeah. Like, some of the stuff I do feel bad for. But other stuff like when it was like the group of the girls making these videos, making fun of her eyebrows, fat shaming. Yeah, her. that was no, too much. Like yeah, that's not fashion, people. Like yeah, no, it's, it's just terrible. unnecessary. So yeah, so there, it's like okay, you kind of get what you get coming for doing shit like that. I'm sure she very much regrets it now and won't do it again <laughs> because her life is very different than it was like a year ago. Well, someone will do something else stupid in the celebrity world, and it'll pass. Yeah. I think the it'll, focus if she will just shift. keeps her mouth shut, it'll pass. Yes. Yeah. Get out of the limelight for a little bit. Take Justin. Go down to like the Dominican Republic, someplace, Fiji, wherever. Literally, get off social media. And just let it die out. Yeah. I would get off social media for like a year if because I was Because Slim's not instigating back. She even keeps saying, be kind, don't talk like, you know. Right, yeah. She's just kind of letting her do her thing. She might have said a few things here and there, you know. Right. But... Just let it go. Right. And then it'll move on. It'll move along, like you said, to the next story. Like, yeah, I think she definitely needs to do that. Get off social media, girl. It'll be good for your public image, but also probably even better for your mental health. (laughs) If you want to keep your man, you'll get off. Yeah, that too. Well, in other notes, today we're going to talk about a true crime story out of Escada. Is that what they said it was? Estacada? Estacada. Estacada. Oregon. I love Oregon that, or Oregon, depending on where you're I know. From. I love that the city sounds so, like, exotic, but it's in Oregon. <laughs> Oregon, Oregon. Now I don't even know how I say it normally. I usually said Oregon, like Oregon Trail. Oregon. Oregon. I say Oregon. Oregon. Yeah. Oregon Trail. I don't know. One's a proper way and one's the Midwest way. We're a Midwestern, so. Darn tootin'. <laughs> we say Myers. Myers bag. We're going to Myers. How many are you going to? <laughs> Kroger's. We put an S on everything. Yep. For like Mike the situation. <laughs> Lawrence. Lawrence. Deaners. Snacks. Well, I guess snacks would be multiple. <laughs> Anywho. <laughs> uh, okay. So, Daniel Hesseth. That is our man of the hour. Danny boy. <laughs> Danielson. Danielson. <laughs> so, Daniel Hesseth was from Estacada. Is that what we said it was? Yeah. Estacada, Oregon. He was 45 years old. He has two brothers and a sister, Tom, Michael, and Leslie. Leslie's the girl. 
He attended Hood River Valley. I love the name of that school, by the way. Hood River Valley High. I feel like they probably had, like, their own gang signs. (laughs) And then eventually he moved to get his bachelor's in music at the Western Oregon State University. He had a passion for music. He loved the piano. He loved the drums. He was pretty good at it. He actually earned nickname Drummer Dan. After Western, he continued his journey at Corbin University, and there he went on to get his master's in business. Daniel was an all-in, full-of-life guy. He loved traveling, nature, animals, music, fitness, technology. He would post about politics, his children. His Instagram just showcased all those categories on it, so he was just all about life experiences. Daniel's friends remember him as just absorbing life, everything I had to give to him. They remember his catchphrase. He would always say, you have to stop to smell the roses. And Daniel did. He wanted everybody to feel accepted. He wanted everybody to feel wanted. He wanted everybody to feel important. It was just, all in all, he was a good guy. And having people feel welcomed whenever they were around, that was important to him. Daniel moves on to meet Elizabeth and starts to date her. Now, Elizabeth Nicole Helseth, um, her original name is Nishwarkik? Shwarik? Sure. Shwarak? Shwarak. I'm butchering that all, so we're going to move past that. She was born February 5th, 1983. She was an American politician. She was a Republican one. Uh, she was a member of the Nevada Senate from November 2010 until February 2012. She was the youngest woman in Nevada to ever been elected. She unsuccessfully ran for the seat in Nevada Senate in 2018. In May of 2012, in February, she resigned as Senate Um, But she did appear in Maxim's Top Hot 100 photo contests, appearing in a bikini. Dang, upgrade. She went from the Senate to Maxim Hot 100. (laughs) She did not win the Top 100 contest, but they later did profile in Maxim about her in October 2012 with an additional photo shoot. I wonder if she had like the American flag behind her. Oh, probably. You know, that would that would be fitting. Elizabeth and Daniel married on March 16th, 2001, and eventually moved on to have three children together. In October 2011, Daniel was arrested over gross and lewd behavior during during a fight over suspicions of her having an affair with a guy named Tiger. Not Tiger Woods this time. I was about to say, I mean, he was involved in lots of affairs, so. <laughs> Tests came back, not him this okay, time. Okay, okay. <laughs> he believed that this affair happened so much that he even called Tiger and asked, will you please stop all contact with my wife? But Tiger had no Fs to give, so he just moved on with his life. Honestly, if a guy is named Tiger he's having an affair with your wife. 
that's what it just seems like, you know? Because two out of two that you Right. Are. And just, like, the name Tiger, like, yeah, he be, he be creeping. You're going to get someone named Tiger right in on you. <laughs> I'm not interested. No, defending his name. Oh. <laughs> that too. But, yeah, no, I totally agree. Like, she did it. Like. Yeah. She cheated. She cheated. She cheated. The bumping uglies. Um, their 11-year marriage had been pretty much considered over by then. Um, the allegations of domestic abuse and ultimately just turned it into a bitter divorce. After Daniel pleaded guilty of two counts of coercion and a battery, he was ordered to pay $975 and 97 hours to community service. He also had to sign up for anger management classes, and he had to join in a sex offenders list due to a claim that Elizabeth put against him. Dang, he got I don't know what racked up was, there. But Elizabeth had been granted primary custody of the children, and that was in 2011. But in 2020, the couple did try to go back and forth on fighting the custody arrangements. Elizabeth, till this day, well, not this day, as the story will continue. Till the recent days. um, (laughs) She got custody and maintained custody of Sierra and her two other siblings. They later moved to Alaska, and by they, that was Tiger and... Elizabeth and the kids. Mm. So for that affair that wasn't happening. Right. Um, they ended up moving to Alaska. So after 11 years, three kids, Dana, Jordan, and Sierra, and a divorce, started a new life there. Um, but that didn't last super long either because the kids... We're not having it. She did move on to marry Tiger again. There was no affair. Weird. <laughs> but they ended up moving back pretty quick because the kids were not having it. They did not like it. They wanted to be closer to dad. So back to Nevada they come. They weren't feeling Tiger, huh? No. And it was a good thing because, you know... Elizabeth is happy. She gets what she wants. She gets the man she wants. She gets custody of the kids. She gets, like, a new fresh start at life. Meanwhile, Daniel's here. He didn't get to see his kids. He got his kids taken away from him. He got a divorce with a guy that he pretty much said, you're cheating on me with. So his life was a little bit more devastating than hers. Yeah. He had to start over in a different way than she did. Very different way. So while she's kind of feeling like she's thriving, he's like... Down in the dumps, yeah. But he picked himself up and he spent time on his work. He got to do his nature walks, travel, hiking, all the things that he loves to do. And also by doing that, he got a chance to start over with a new love in his life as well. And he was kind of excited that that meant, you know, he can meet other people too. And he did. 
he met a woman and they dated for some time. They eventually got married. And then they eventually got divorced again. Wah, wah. So in 2019, as you can imagine, this is kind of like another devastation for him. Like he just had to go through it and he's got to get his life back. And he thought, you know what? I'm going to have a wife. I'm going to travel the world. I'm going to, you know, just things were looking up. And then it didn't. That's sad. I know. That's probably kind of harsh me to do it that way. No, it's okay. I mean, it's, it is. That noise represents probably how he was feeling. So after another divorce and starting life over again, um, Daniel does get a little bit of hope when his kids move back to town and he gets to be the father that he really wants to be. And Sierra's happy because she wants to be closer to dad and she's excited to get that second chance with him. And so he does ask Sarah if they can go back to court and he could get primary custody of Sierra or probably all of them. Yeah. Uh, But again, she was like, yeah, uh, no. Bitch. (laughs) Which, I mean, at this point, Sierra's 16 so, I don't understand. I mean, unless it's like tax purposes. Right. But I feel at 16, it's going to get harder and harder to wrangle your kid. Like, no, you can't go to dad's. No. Like, she's going to get a license. She's just going to go. She's just going like, to go. Yeah. She's pretty much two years. And it's her dad. It's not like some rando person. Yeah. And he wasn't like abusive. He wasn't. Right. It, she was just being petty. Probably. The kids were a pawn as mm-hmm. they can be in some divorces. But Sierra ended up spending more time at her dad's house than she did with Elizabeth and Tiger. Um, however, this technically was illegal because Elizabeth did have custody of Sierra still. But Sierra didn't care. Like, one way or the other, she's like, I'm just going to go to Dad's house. So she would continue to do that. Yeah. She would even just sneak out of her house at night when they went to bed, and she would just pop up at her Dad's house and um, probably say that she's going to friend's house and go to Dad's house, which, again, I don't Usually know. Usually it's, like, the opposite, so I feel like she should be happy about that, you know? Like, but whatever. Yeah. I don't know. You would just think that the parents could let the bitterness go and let the kids be where they want to be. Right. So, being a teenager, uh, this is where a new chapter of her life comes, is when you meet a boyfriend. The new love, the new boyfriend. She ends up finding that this guy is the end-all, be-all of her life. Okay? Sarah starts dating Aaron Guerrero. He's 18. And at first, the parents are like, whatever. He's a new crush. He's a new boyfriend. It's a fling. Whatever. It is what it is. But Sierra was like, oh, no, 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 no. I want to be around him 24-7. I love him. I love him. I'm just obsessed with him. And (laughs) she was. But shortly after that, the shift would change. Plans would change a little bit because 
when Daniel actually overheard Sierra and Aaron state that they were going to rob both of their parents, and then they were going to go and move to L.A. to start a new life together. Damn. Cold. Shady. Shady. So Daniel thought the best thing to do would, would be to let all the other parents know what was going on. So he started with Elizabeth and got a hold of her and sat her down and explained the situation. And she was on board of saying, like, let's get Aaron's parents over. Let's have the conversation with them. Let's explain to them what's going on. And so they did. And they all basically agreed that let's just keep these two apart. Like, we'll just break the couple up. They can't see each other. They cannot date. They all agreed that it was definitely crossing a line of toxic and definitely not a healthy relationship for them to keep seeing each other. Now, like most teenagers, when you say you are forbidden to see the person you like, you are going to want to see the person even more. Yeah, that was a horrible plan on the parents' part. (laughs) I feel like it completely did exactly the opposite of what they wanted to accomplish. I probably would have just been like, so you're going to rob me? Right, yeah. You're going to rob me, bitch? That's Mm -hmm. what you're going to do? Okay. Okay, so being a teenager, nothing really changed. She still sees him. She just did it in a different way. She snuck out behind their back. She would say she was going to a friend's house, but really go to his house. She still texted him. She still called him. She just did it very more discreetly. Mm-hmm. Now it's April 8th, 2021, and Christine Helseth is... The mother of Daniel, she becomes concerned after she had not heard from him for a couple days. And she called him repeatedly, but the phone just rang and rang and he would never answer. And it was only concerning because they talked every day. They had a really good relationship and it was really out of the ordinary for a few days to go by and her not hear from Daniel. Christine reached out to Sierra and tried to find out what's going on. So she called and she's like, hey, you know, she's like, where's your dad? Can I talk to your dad? And she's like, oh my God, his phone's broke. Like, don't worry, everything's fine. I'm going to have him get a hold of you soon. He's just not here right now, but I'm definitely going to have him call you. Red flag numero uno. (laughs) Standing straight up. So now it's like April 9th, the next day around 10 a.m., Christina calls again. And Sierra answers her phone and she's like, hey, you know, can I talk to your dad? You know, he still hasn't called me back. Yeah, I know. His phone's still broke. He hasn't got it fixed or a new one yet. She's like, well, let me talk to him off of your phone. Well, he's in the shower. Sierra, I want to talk to Daniel. Well, he's not available. If you don't let me talk to Sierra right now, I am going to call the police and I am going to send them over there. Sierra immediately hangs up the phone. Numero dos on the red flags. After Sierra hung up on Christine, she immediately contacted Peggy Newman, which is Daniel's landlord and also a lifelong friend, someone she knew very well and trusted. She asked Peggy, you know, will you please go check on Daniel? I have this weird gut feeling Something's not right. I don't know what it is, but you got to trust me. Can you just go check on him? So Peggy did, and she took her friend with her. 
They drove over to Daniel's home in Las Vegas only to find the front door was wide open. They then entered the home and they smelt a distinct aroma of fire just hit them real quick. They noticed a scorched patch on the living room floor. As they proceeded through the home, they were calling out his name, but he did not respond. Then they made their way into the back garage where they could smell the stench of letter fluid. And that's when they got hit with the gruesome discovery of Daniel's body stuffed in a sleeping bag. <laughs> After finding Daniel's remains, they immediately ran out of the house and they dialed 911. Firefighters responded to the home on the 8400 block of Dunphy Court. They entered the home and they made their way to the garage where their smoke was billowing from, but there was also a small fire that had been distinguished, and as soon as the flames were tamed, the firefighters recoiled in horror to find the lifeless body of a man. It was Daniel. They could immediately see that the fire was not the cause of his death. He had a sharp force injuries to his head, neck, and torso. There had been an attempt to dismember his body, that's where they decided and was convinced that the fire had been set in an attempt to conceal his murder. Investigations were called to the scene where they discovered the blood throughout the home. They also discovered a saw which had an apparent blood and tissues on the blade. Meanwhile, Daniel's body was transported to the medical examiner's office where it was discovered it had been stabbed and slashed over 70 times. Dang. Including his head, neck, and torso. After this, it was definitely in the reports and documented as in mutilated. Wow. 70 times. That's a lot. Yes, this was not a house fire. This was fire, murder, cover-up, and whoever did it was definitely trying to cover up the murder and that they did a faulty dismemberment job. Yeah, they did not succeed in the dismemberment. No, no they didn't. Not at all. So it did not take detectives long to discover that there's one person missing from this equation. And it was his daughter. Where is Sierra? They quickly brought up, were brought up to speed about the custody battle. They did talk to Elizabeth and she did go on to say that even though she had primary custody of Sierra, she did spend more time with her dad than at home. Elizabeth was quick to explain to the police about the whole Aaron situation and how they're not supposed to be dating, how they wanted to rob their parents, how they had this grand scheme to move to L.A. together. So after the backstory was given, they immediately knew these two had to be found like ASAP. So immediately they decided to check Daniel's bank account, and that's when they seen on multiple cameras and ATMs around that Aaron and Sierra had been caught on video taking money out of his bank account. So immediately they decided to check Daniel's bank account and that's when they seen, that's when, sorry, that's when they actually seen on the cameras of the ATMs that they were hitting up, yeah, all the ATMs and everything. Yeah. Like, yeah, so basically Aaron and Sierra 
could be on one of our less classlesslier criminals because they're clearly little idiots. Oh my god, I didn't get there yet, but I I mentioned that. Did later. you? I really did. I'm like, like, are you stupid? First of all, she's like, he's in the shower, his phone's broken, and then you leave his like dead, stabbed body. Like clearly, they're gonna know you're part of it, and then you like openly steal money from him in front of cameras. Oh, we're not done yet. Oh my gosh. We're not done yet. Oh yeah, yeah. You're just uh, tip of the iceberg. You you're just going straight for the grand finale. I, I got to. You got the, the build up. Sorry, my bad. It's okay. It's it was okay. just making me mad. <laughs> so at this point, they had decided that I'm in the wrong spot because Chris will come. Sorry, guys. I threw her off. It's because I got so thrown off by just the stupidity. It's cool, it's cool, it's cool. I'm glad that uh, the story is, you know... It's firing me up. <laughs> so they're also seen at a supermarket and Home Depot as well. So they are caught. I won't say caught, but evidence shows that they bought disposable gloves, bleach, cloths, saw, saw blades, and lighter fluid. Oh my gosh. So at this point, there is now an arrest and a warrant out for Aaron and Sierra. Also, Daniel's car is missing. Yes, they took his car too. I'm I'm face palming, guys. I'm face palming. On April 9th, there is video of the two of them driving out of town in Daniel's car. However, they didn't know which direction that Daniel and I'm sorry, not Daniel, Aaron and Sierra were going to. But with Elizabeth telling them that they wanted to go to L.A., that's pretty much the direction they're going to bank that they were going. (laughs) So, and they did. They're leaving Vegas to head to L.A. It's about a four-hour drive from Vegas to get there. So the cops are pretty confident, like, don't worry, we'll get them. Yeah. A couple days later, in Salt Lake City, the two get pulled over for a traffic violation. Oh, and that's when the cops run their background check, and that's when they say, hmm, warrants out for their arrest. Okay, bingo, bingo, you're fucking done. I just can't. Like, how stupid. And, even though Chris already said it, I'm going to still say it. I'm so sorry. It's okay. No, it's good. It's good. <laughs> I was going to say, for committing murder, running away, now you got Grand Theft Auto. Um, you got money out of the bank account. You have uh, traffic violation. You have to be a pretty dumb motherfucker. <laughs> and you got to be pretty embarrassed to know that, like, you got caught because you were speeding or you didn't turn your blinker on or whatever it is that he did. That's how you're going to go down. And I just want, for the record, for people to say, I feel like this is kind of partly a dumb criminals. Yep. I had to type that. We're on the same page right there because. She read it before I got there. I'm sorry. It's okay. It just came to my brain and I was like, this is very fitting for our less classes leader. This is why we're partners. Yeah, because, you know, we, we think the same. This is just. She's the peanut butter of my whiskey. Exactly. I'm just like, this is so stupid. Like, I know they were teenagers, but, like, at 
but also like that's stupid for like a 16 and 18 year old also so after investigating they arrest them they have to be a hundred percent sure that they did it so they also decide to go through sarah's phone and again they find the most damning piece of evidence which is basically a vid- video of the confession on her phone. Oh, it just keeps getting worse. You They're guys. lying in a tent together and basically laughing and joking and confessing and talking about what just happened. Welcome back to our YouTube channel. After learning day three after marrying somebody. Whoa! Don't put that on the camera. It was worth it. um that's so fucked up like are you kidding me that's her dad who she supposedly like loved so much yeah and they are laughing and they are joking and the cops are like in shock they're listening to them confess this and saying that like it was worth it and you're laughing and you think it's funny and her own flesh and blood is on her hands i mean but hey no regrets right so sick so now the police have everything they need to convict both of them so the story goes according to place that they just went full throttle to their plan to go to L.A. They stole his credit card. Then they went to the store. They bought supplies, everything they needed. They went back to the house, snuck up on him, and stabbed him over 70 times. And then they shoved him into the sleeping bag with where they tried to soak him with the lighter fluid and set him on fire in the middle of the living room. Oh, my gosh. But the fire fizzled out, and it didn't burn as planned. So then they took the circular saw and decided to try to dismember him. Well, that plan quickly was failing too. So they decided they they would just say, screw it, leave him in the sleeping bag, and let's just toss him in the garage and go. And again, this is where I talk about the sloppiness of stupid criminals because they left the tools everywhere. They left even skin from Daniel was left throughout the living room. They didn't even try to clean it up. They didn't try to hide the fact that it was there. They just did everything terrible. It was just a terrible, terrible job gone wrong, like, in every which way. Like, it was. It's almost like they wanted to get caught. Like, like you did nothing to prevent yourselves from getting caught. I think they just thought they were just... They thought they were going to drive away to a new town and, like, they just wouldn't be able to find them. Yeah, pretty much. And that they would just give up, like... Oh, my gosh. So, again, they where they tried to set the house on fire, but it failed. That just left all the evidence laid out in a big freaking gift wrap bow. Pretty much. At first, they both attempted to go with the not guilty plea, but then in May of 2022, they did change their plea to guilty. Probably a smart move on their end. And in Las Vegas, a teenager, especially the age of 16 or older, is automatically charged as an adult. The couple was extradited to Clark County where they were both charged to nine both charged with nine counts including murder, arson, and robbery. 
The couples were sentenced to life in prison with the possibility of parole after 22 years. And they were also ordered to pay $5,000 in restitution. After the charges were filed, Daniel's family released a statement which read, Daniel Helseth was the first and foremost loving father, brother, son, and who was a heart of the family. To have him taken from us is such a horrible, savage, senseless, and violent act of murder leaves us heartbroken, and our grief is unyielding. The total lack of remorse on display in this video is both reprehensible and unforgivable. While we are grateful for the work of the detectives and the district attorney, we are waiting for the justice to be served with the maximum accountability allowed. We love Daniel very much and we miss him every moment of every day. This is the only statement we will be making and ask for privacy and understanding. Aaron Guerrero was 20, is 20 years old now and he revealed what happened in the moments leading up to the murder of his girlfriend, his father, in an interview with Channel News 8. And the investigator, Vanessa Murphy, asks, you know, what happened and... He goes on to say, she got the weapon first, and I always carry a weapon, so you know what that led to, right? Like, whose idea was it to commit the murder, Murphy asked, and he, they went on, or, I'm sorry, Aaron went on to say, well, I would say it was both our ideas, but we didn't know exactly what we were going to do. We just knew we had to do something about it, and it turned out terribly wrong. The teens claim that Helseth abused and mistreated his daughter, while his family said that is completely false. We are both trying to cope with what happened, and we can't. I can't say for sure about Sierra, but I personally feel guilt every day. He goes on to talk about his mental health, saying that he was supposed to be taking meds, that he wasn't taken, and that he was also on a lot of LSD during the time. And if it had not been for the drugs, if he was sober, then he definitely would not have let that happen. He would not be capable of such a crime. He goes on to say that he will prove to the family of Daniel that he is sorry and he does show remorse and that he's going to prove during his 22-year sentence that he will be able to get back on back into society after his parole is up and he will not be this monster. He is not this monster. He is a good person. He also says that if he does get paroled, he has no intentions in no way ever wants to talk to Sierra again. Now, Sierra has never done an interview at all, so we don't know exactly where her head is. Uh, they said that she has been through a lot of trauma and that her dad had put a lot of abuse towards her, but the family has always denied that and that they're just trying to cope. They did exclude her from the obituary, even though they know Daniel would not want that, but in their eyes, she is no longer family. I just want to give a quick thought of now like the cops said that they stole his car and his credit cards and they went to pull the money out and then they came back and they snuck up on daniel if you get the car and you got the credit cards and you got the money why not just go you just keep driving like you know what steal the car steal the money whatever chances are your dad will eventually find you but Maybe not. Maybe he'll just let you go and be like, whatever. If that's what you want, then whatever. Um, but sneak up on your dad and 
he didn't even defend himself, stabbed 70 times senselessly over a guy. Mm -mm. Like, I don't know what state of mind they were in, but it was not fight or flight, and it was purposely heinous. I think that you are where you need to be, and that is locked up. And the fact that you only got 22 years, I feel like that was even kind of easy. I know, like... I I would think they should get more because they're they're so young they're gonna be out so early, and like you said, I completely agree. Like they had everything they wanted, they could have just left. Why go and murder him? Not only just murder him, but savagely murder him, and then go on to like laugh and joke about it. Like that's the extra fucked up part about it. Where I'm like, they should get life with no parole because. They were, like, happy about it. There was no... It was obviously premeditated. They obviously weren't fighting against him. Like, they, it was a brutal murder for no reason. Yeah, she'll be 38 and he'll be 40 when they get out. Yeah, that's nothing. That's so young. They're going to have a full life ahead of them. I'm sorry, he'll be 42. Because he's 20 in 22 years, so... That's so young. It's like ridiculous and I can't even imagine how Daniel's family feels how all of the family feels because how do you I mean we're one family member murdering her dad who she claimed to like have such a great relationship with that she wanted to live with him clearly he wasn't abusive because she even before she met this guy she wanted to be over there all the time yeah she was sneaking out to go stay with him and yeah yeah, I don't buy the abuse thing. And everybody said that, you know, he was just a full-of-life person. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, I I don't know. This is, like, so sick to me, this story. I think the part that, like, was the most sick to me was hearing that video of them being like, oh, we just, we just committed murder. You know what I mean? Like... They, they were laughing about it and like he was like choking her if you could hear in the video she's making like choking noises because his hands are like around her neck or whatever but they're just like goofing around i mean and they just this case had to be like the easiest to solve i mean <sighs> so fast you leave the incriminating video on your phone yeah like it's just so stupid and then the, like i said the tools and the stealing of the car in the ATM, and obviously it shows what they bought from Home Depot, mm-hmm. and just like, and they knew, like, her mom knew. Okay, they overheard us say we're gonna rob Dad and move to LA. So you don't think that Mom's gonna put two and two together super quick? It's so stupid. Like I can't even get over that. I'm like disgusted. And appalled at the crime, but I'm also appalled at, like, the stupidity of the carrying out of the crime as well. They should have got an extra 10 years just based on stupidity. Literally. Seriously. That's insane. So we didn't have to do a less classless criminal because this was a dumb It was included in the story. You get a two-for-one in this story. Oh, my gosh so ridiculous um 
Yeah, I have, I just really have no words, except for all the words that I just said, but like also I have no (laughs) words. (laughs) Well, thank you for tuning in and listening to another HWC. It's the place to be. (laughs) And log in, tune in next week for a brand new episode. We'll be excited to see what Crystal digs deep and finds. Hopefully it's not as effed up family wise as this one because that's just so mind-boggling i'm gonna think about this for a week straight (laughs) but don't forget to write in tell us your thoughts stories ideas yes send us any suggestions you guys have and until next week we got to go stay creepy bye bye